It's a jungle out there. So many possibilities, prospects, and probabilities. It's easy to become overwhelmed. That's where we come in. Relax. We're your trusted source for expert information on sports gaming strategies and information. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. You see this smile? You see this smile right here? That could only mean one thing. It's a football Friday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the new home on Sirius XM for SportsGrid Radio and all across the SportsGrid network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. A football Friday getting you set for the Sunday slate for the NFL now in week number nine. Also, college football on the horizon. The final month of the regular season begins this Saturday in November huge conference matchups across the slate that now have ramifications not only for conference championship games but also the college football playoff sports grid CFB analyst Joe Lisi joining me in our second hour to talk all things college football in our third and final hour in happy hour we get you some fun with Benny and the bets we get you set for the Sunday slate with FanDuel number fires Jim Saunas and then whale capper makes his return to the show Drew Dinsick here to also preview what you need to know the edges and opportunities out there for the National Football League entering week number nine in this first hour coming up in about 25 minutes Craig Mish from Fantasy Sports Today right here on the grid also joins to give you some prop perspectives that you need to know for the NFL this upcoming Sunday week number nine in the NFL got started last Last night on a Thursday night in Indianapolis. Remember what I told you yesterday? How only two Thursday night football games up until this point of the regular season had gone over those two overs in the first two weeks of the year? Six straight unders on Thursday night football? Yeah, that trend was bucked last night in a big way in Indianapolis. The Colts handling the Jets in a high scoring affair, 45 to 30. So Indy covering a 10 and a half point spread. Both of the times the Colts have been a double-digit favorite this year, both around 10 and a half, they have covered that number. And the total that was 45 and a half, Indy almost went over that number by themselves. That total stood no chance last night as it goes way over in a high, high-scoring shootout in Indianapolis. The Mike White era, well, it took a knock last night. Mike White injured. It was fun while it lasted, but in that game, he started off pretty hot. 7 of 11, 95 yards and a touchdown. Mike White sadly taken from us too soon. We wish him a speedy recovery, but in his place, Josh Johnson comes out there for the New York Jets. Also performs pretty well. 27 of 41 on the stat line, 317 passing yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. 41 pass attempts for your third string quarterback. What does that say about the New York Jets? What can that lead to us for some profitability in the prop market? Well, the Jets throw the ball at the third highest passing play percentage in all of the NFL. 66.7% of their plays have come through the air this year. That can mean some passing attempts props, whether it's Mike White, Josh Johnson, or Zach Wilson, who looked pretty good in pregame warmups out there on the field in Indianapolis. Something to keep in mind as we move forward throughout the rest of this year. Like I mentioned, that total, 45 and a half, skyrockets over. Now Indianapolis, six of their nine games this year have hit to the over by an average margin going over of 4.8 points per game. That's the second highest margin in the NFL falling over a total. The highest margin, 5.6 points per game on average. That is carried on now by the New York Jets. Five of the eight games for the Jets this year have hit to the over in five straight overs. 
for New York. Something to keep in mind as we move forward throughout this NFL season. When you look at Indianapolis, a big win last night, improving to four and five overall. But India has been very good against the number all season long. They have covered in five of their last six games. They have won four of their last six games. As we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience here to the opening hour of the morning after on this Football Friday. You are listening on Sirius XM Channel 159 and the Mightier 1090 out on the West Coast. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. Recapping Thursday night football, the Colts cover a 10.5-point spread, and a total goes skyrocketing over in Indianapolis, 45-30. to 30. The Colts beat the Jets last night, going over that total of 45.5. I was just saying how good the Colts have been here in this recent stretch. Yes, the disappointing result against the Tennessee Titans last week, falling in overtime. But really, outside of that, the Colts have been darn good here in the last six weeks. Won four of their last six games. They have covered in five of their last six games. So Indianapolis really trying to position themselves to make a run, to be in the hunt as we get later on into this NFL season. Week number nine started last night on a Thursday night in Indianapolis. Week number nine in the news cycle that has been so hectic this week in the NFL surrounding the trade deadline, the lack of moves. One of those moves that did not happen that was speculated potentially to be out there, Odell Beckham Jr. traded from the Cleveland Browns. That did not happen. But breaking news this morning from Adam Schefter of ESPN saying that Odell Beckham will be released by the Cleveland Browns. He will be put on waivers. They are reworking his deal right now, trying to convert his base salary into his signing bonus to make the money that he is owed less, putting him on waivers and potentially a more attractive signing for another team around the National Football League to pick up. So that is some breaking news this morning as we enter week number nine. It is also the 29th birthday of OBJ, of Odell Beckham Jr. His birthday wish to get out of Cleveland seems to have been granted. He should be put on waivers and will have to be on waivers throughout the weekend. Then teams can make their play for Odell starting on Monday. Where might he go? Maybe we'll get some odds up on the FanDuel Sportsbook. But week number nine on the actual gridiron, on the turf itself, started last night. Indianapolis again, beating the New York Jets 45-30. to 30. Indy covers a 10.5-point spread in an over-under total of 45.5. Yeah, that under hardly stood a chance. Going way over with a final combined score of 75 points between those two teams. We look at the AFC South divisional market. Where are the Indianapolis Colts as they move forward throughout this NFL season? And we run the triple option. A couple of plays for NFL week number nine. Stay with us here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Friday on the morning after is just getting underway here on the grid. Sirius XM channel 159 all across the sports grid network. And I'm your host, Ben Stevens. Week number nine in the NFL got underway last night in Indianapolis. The Colts needed a win. They got a win. They have won four of their last six games. They have covered in five of their last six games, including last night's tilt against the New York Jets. Indianapolis winning 45 to 30. 
covering a 10 and a half point spread in a high scoring affair we did not anticipate going over a total of 45 and a half the first Thursday night over in the last seven weeks so because of that was there market movement in Indianapolis's favor in the AFC South divisional odds no they say the exact same the Tennessee Titans still the heavy odds on favorites at minus 1500 to win this division and that makes sense right now when you compare what Tennessee has done against what Indianapolis has done in this division so far of course Tennessee winning in overtime last week 34 31 over Indianapolis in Indianapolis and that gave them a three game advantage over the Indianapolis Colts entering week number nine that's why they are minus 1500 the Colts the second shortest odds at plus 950 a very far drop off to the other two teams in the AFC South right now the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars but Indianapolis plus 950 to win the AFC South a lot of ground to make up in that division even though we're at the midway point of this NFL campaign it might be too tall of a task so where does Indianapolis look they could still be in the hunt for an AFC wildcard spot a reminder the postseason now in the NFL is seven teams from each conference, the four divisional winners, and now three expanded wildcard spots. So Indianapolis entered week number nine and last night's game on a Thursday against the New York Jets with a make-miss playoff odds, making the playoffs at plus money, plus 180 for the Indianapolis Colts to make the postseason. Those odds probably grew a little bit shorter last night, and maybe that's Indianapolis's path to the AFC postseason because getting through the AFC South right now even if Tennessee does not have Derrick Henry for the remainder of the year the Titans have built up a very strong lead in that division one of those teams at the bottom half of the AFC South the Houston Texans will get their starting quarterback back Terod Taylor is scheduled to start once again on Sunday on the road against the Miami Dolphins we have not seen Terod Taylor since early in week number two against the Cleveland Browns and now we are going to run the triple option and it starts with my favorite side of the weekend the triple option a reminder for you out there is what we do every football Friday here on the morning after on the grid our favorite side total and prop for this NFL Sunday slate the triple option we establish the run we matriculate down the field you know how we do things here on TMA so my favorite side for the weekend is the Houston Texans under the guidance of their signal caller to Rod Taylor back in for this game against the Miami Dolphins right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook the Houston Texans are getting five and a half points on the road against Miami now the Dolphins have not been a great team this year just two five and one ATS so far this season in the NFL not covering by an average margin of 7.6 points per game are the Miami Dolphins that is the highest margin not covering a number in all of the National Football League Miami is not covered in five straight games they are 0-2 ATS as a favorite this is a rather big spread to be a favorite by with all of those trends not working in your favor to be laying five and a half points at home and this line has already worked against Miami and in Houston's favor it opened up at a touchdown in the Dolphins favor at home on Sunday in Miami now it is just five and a half the reason being Terod Taylor is back for the Houston Texans and listen the Houston Texans are not a great football team but with Terod Taylor in the two games that he started in weeks one and week two they covered in both of those games 2-0 ATS 
with Terod Taylor as the starting quarterback. In fact, in week number one, as an underdog, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars outright. And then in week number two, they were staying with the Cleveland Browns through most of that first half, and they easily covered a 10-and-a-half-point spread. So with Terod Taylor back, the Houston Texans, in my opinion, a very live dog, taking the five and a half points this upcoming Sunday against the Miami Dolphins. And a reminder, Terod Taylor's stats so far this year through about a game and a half of football, 31 of 44, 416 yards, three touchdowns, not a single interception or turnover, and added 55 rushing yards as well. So with Terod Taylor back as the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans, as we expect for Sunday's contest against the Miami Dolphins, I love, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but I love, The Houston Texans on Sunday taking the five and a half points against the Dolphins team that has not been great on the football field straight up or against the number so far this year. So that my favorite side as we start off the triple option. My favorite total of the weekend. We are going to put a theory into place here working in contradiction of market movement we have seen early this week. So my favorite total is a low number. The second lowest total of the entire week nine slate. The only total lower Monday night between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears. That over-under is 40. My favorite total is a 41 between the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. And we are going to work again in market contradiction and take the over. The reason I say we are working in market contradiction is this opener between the Pats and the Panthers was at 43.5 for that over-under total. It's already dropped by 2.5 points. Early line movement is often the wise guys out in the desert that are moving that number. So yes, it scares me slightly to be working in contradiction of them. But we will put this theory to test because it's a low number. And you see the New England Patriots here finding the end zone. It is something they have done often in the last four weeks. After the first four games of the year for New England went under and by a pretty considerable margin, the last four games for the Pats, all overs. Four straight overs for the New England Patriots. The last four totals New England have played has gone over this total by an average of 17 points per game. So what I mean by that is the final combined score for the New England Patriots against their opponent in the last four weeks is going over this number, a small number of 41, by an average margin of 17 points per game over the course of the past four weeks. Now, Carolina, six of their eight games so far this year have gone under and under by a pretty substantial margin of 5.2 points per game. That's tied for the second highest margin under a total on average in all of the NFL. The reason being and the reason I think we have a low total here at 41, both in the top eight in the NFL in scoring defense, Carolina ranks fifth, only allowing 19.9 opponents points per game. New England ranks eighth, 20 and a half is what they give up to their opponents on a points per game average but all indications out of Carolina Christian McCaffrey might be back we're not exactly sure about the situation with Sam Darnold but I think they will be able to score points and New England frankly under Mac Jones has found something offensively I think they can score points too we are putting this market theory to test a total that has already dropped by two and a half points now at a low over under number of 41 we are going to work in market contradiction to take an over for the Carolina Panthers and the New England Patriots in Carolina on Sunday. Now, my favorite prop for the weekend as we round out the triple option is in the game between the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. The Saints right now a six and a half point favorite, the over under total 42. If you want some of the trends for this game, New Orleans four and three against the spread this year, Atlanta just three and four. Atlanta has yet to cover in a divisional game. And of course this, an NFC South showdown. But where we go in the prop market, 
Alvin Kamara. Lights, Kamara, action. He is averaging 105.1 total yards from scrimmage so far this year. And he has done that in seven games for the Saints. In fact, he has gone over 75 yards from scrimmage in six of the seven games. He has gone over 100 in four of the seven games for the New Orleans Saints this year. His total yards prop rushing plus receiving yards is not out yet on the FanDuel Sportsbook, but if it's somewhere around that century mark, maybe like Jonathan Taylor's last night, that was 100 and a half, we can take the over of that. Alvin Kamara, also the most targeted receiver, 37 targets this year, 28 grabs on the New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill should be ready to go on Sunday. Atlanta's defense, by the way, the seventh worst rushing defense in the NFL. I think Alvin Kamara goes over his rushing plus receiving yards prop on Sunday. More the morning after on a football Friday. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to a football Friday on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the new home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the Sports Grid Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. On this football Friday, we talk about things in threes, and that means the triple option. We just went through the triple option before the break, but a quick recap here so we can see the entire board and go through what we love for this Sunday slate. Not often in the NFL do you say love in the Houston Texans in the same sentence, but that's what we have here in the same breath. I love the Texans even on the road getting five and a half points against the Miami Dolphins. Farad Taylor is back for Houston in the two games that he started in weeks one and two. The Texans easily covered as an underdog. 2-0 ATS. The Dolphins this year 0-2 as a favorite and they're laying five and a half points and two five and one against the spread. I like the Houston Texans getting five and a half on the road against Miami. My favorite total of the weekend is a theory in market contradiction. We saw the opener over under for the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers open at 43 and a half. It is dropped by two and a half points already to 41. That's a low number. The second lowest total we have for NFL week number nine. So what are we going to do? Work in market contradiction and take an over of an over under total that is bottomed out, in my opinion, at 41. The Patriots have played four straight games to the over. We hope they can carry the way against a good Carolina defense who's going up against a good Patriots defense, but still thinking a low number and working in market contradiction to hit an over on Sunday in Charlotte, North Carolina between the Panthers and the Patriots. So that, the side and the total. Two of the three out of the triple option. Let's round it out with my favorite prop once again for NFL week number nine. The Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. Right now, the Saints land six and a half in this divisional showdown. The over-under total, 42. We all know the season-ending injury, unfortunately, for Jameis Winston. Taysom Hill takes over, by all indications, at quarterback for Sunday. Who will he rely on? Hopefully Alvin Kamara, because Alvin Kamara's rushing plus receiving yards prop is my favorite. It is not out yet on the FanDuel Sportsbook, but if we estimate it, 
somewhere around the century mark against the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday, I would take the over. If it's like 122 and a half, obviously do not take the over. But Alvin Kamara, if it's around the century mark, we take the rushing plus receiving yards prop over. Alvin Kamara this year is averaging 105 total yards from scrimmage for the New Orleans Saints offense. He has gone over the century mark in four of the seven games for the Saints this year, over 75 yards in six of the seven games for the Saints this year. So you know that he hovers around those numbers. And the Atlanta Falcons have the seventh worst rushing defense in all of the NFL, giving up 125 rushing yards per game to their opponent. Alvin Kamara might go over his rushing plus receiving yards total with just the rushing yards if he gets going on the ground against a bad Falcons run defense. We saw that happen last night on a Thursday night and a shout out quickly to former Wisconsin Badger, Jonathan Taylor. Now in his second year for the Indianapolis Colts, 200 total yards from scrimmage last night for that Colts offense, 172 on the ground, 28 more receiving. We talked about it during bye, bye, bye yesterday and also on Wednesday as Tom Vecchio from the FanDuel Sportsbook gave this out. Jonathan Taylor's rushing plus receiving yards prop last night was 100 and a hook. He finished with 200. He almost doubled that number for you last night, finding some profitability on a Thursday night. We hope Alvin Kamara can pull off the same to round out the triple option on this Sunday. So one final time for NFL Week 9 for a Sunday slate. The triple option looks as such. My favorite side, Houston, plus five and a half on the road against the Miami Dolphins. My favorite total, an over of an over-under total 41 between the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. And my favorite prop, once it comes out on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Alvin Kamara rushing plus receiving yards over against the Atlanta Falcons. So that's how the triple option looks for Sunday. Let's move on to a couple other games we have for this NFL week number nine Sunday slate. A good one out in Dallas, Texas. The Cowboys hosting the Denver Broncos. Now, we highlight the Dallas Cowboys because they are off to an incredible start so far this year. Six and one straight up, but the lone remaining unbeaten team in the National Football League against the spread. The Cowboys 7-0 ATS, covering by an average margin of 8.6 points per game. That is the third best cover margin in all of the NFL. Only the Arizona Cardinals and the Buffalo Bills are covering by a better margin than the Dallas Cowboys right now. Again, a perfect 7-0 against the number. Dak is back. He has looked good at practice. All indications out of Cowboys camp. Dak Prescott will be back under center for Sunday's tilt against the Denver Broncos. This opened up at eight and a half in Dallas's favor. It is already up to nine and a half. Could that be the Dak Prescott effect? So now you're getting close to a double digit spread on the Dallas Cowboys. We have looked at this for the Dallas Cowboys. It's the biggest spread in their favor all season long. The previous before that, seven and a half against the New York Giants about four Sundays ago. The Dallas Cowboys covered that number, of course, the lone remaining unbeaten team against the spread in the NFL. Also take a look at that over under total. 49 and a half is a pretty big one for the Denver Broncos. Six of their eight games so far this year have hit the under because they are a bottom 10 scoring offense in the NFL, only averaging 19.6 points per game. The Dallas Cowboys, meanwhile, averaging 32 points per game. That is third best in the NFL in every total for Dallas, except for one when Dak was healthy, or excuse me, every total when Dak was healthy for Dallas was booked in the 50s. They went over those numbers in five of six games with a healthy Dak Prescott under center. So the total for this one, 49 and a half. 
between the Denver Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, one of the highest over percentages in all of the National Football League. And now we welcome on a great friend of the program here. It is Fantasy Sports Today's Craig Mish right here on the grid. You can catch him each and every weekday on FST with Davis Maddock starting at noon Eastern time, following us on the morning after, taking you through the early portion of the afternoon all across the grid. Craig, thank you for joining us on this Football Friday. Hi, Ben. How are you? Good to see you again. What's going on? Craig, I'm doing very well. It's a Football Friday. I got a smile on my face getting ready for NFL Week Number 9. Of course, college football Week Number 10. It's a great time of year for the football calendar. We were just talking, Craig, about the Cowboys and the Broncos. Dallas laying 9.5, the only remaining unbeaten team against the spread in the NFL. Do you have any strong feelings or a lean for this game between the Broncos and the Cowboys? You know, it, it kind of pits me against two things that I like to do. Uh, one is bet against Dallas as a favorite because you're always paying a tax on the Cowboys. I mean, make no mistake about it. It's the most popular team in the NFL. But the other part of this, Ben, is that I love betting against the Broncos because I really feel like they're one of the poorest coach teams in the NFL. Um, you know, offensively, just stunning amount of talent on that team for lack of results, lack of big plays. So uh, to be honest with you, I probably don't have a, a strong lean here because I'd have to go against one of my my key thoughts. Now, uh, last week, I did like Washington. I did think that Washington would be able to beat yeah. Denver. Very upsetting result for me there. Picked them in the uh, in the super contest. So unfortunately, did not come out on top in that one. But um, like some other games a little bit better than I think I like that one. You know, I don't have to turn these picks in until tomorrow. So it gives me a little bit more time to hope like something breaks, get a free win, <laughs> something like that's been tough. Craig, I hear you. My favorite bet of last weekend for the NFL, and I was going with a little gusto, thinking that confidence will breed a good result, was the Washington football team turning things yeah. around, getting three, three and a half points I against know, the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Didn't happen. But hey, yeah. that's how well, it goes. Washington, Washington you know? listen, I mean, they're off this week. But but Washington in the end, like if, you know, what I like to do is I like to watch the week before. If, if I don't watch a game closely the week before, I usually won't side one way or the other the following week because I like to watch game flow and things that happen. And, and look, in the end, you know, sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. But the, the week before, Heineke had thrown, had made so many mistakes in the red zone. And so simply put, Ben, it's like if he throws a ball to the opponent and and the defender drops it, okay, and it just drops it. And, and it, it doesn't lead to a Washington touchdown, but it leads to three points. You know, they cover that game. Two weeks ago against Kansas City, same thing. He made so many mistakes. I'm like, okay, turnovers are random if some of those don't happen. And, and I didn't like Denver. So, uh, but I, I got to say at this point, Ben, there are 32 quarterbacks or whatever there are in the NFL. No disrespect to the, the person as an individual, uh, but I've got Heineke probably 31 or 32 amongst quarterbacks in yeah. the NFL at this point. He is a gunslinger of that mentality that tries to make plays, but at times it costs the Washington football team. Washington right now, Craig, 1-7 against the spread this year, the worst ATS record in the National Football League. Craig, you are down there in the South Florida area. You cover the Miami Dolphins, or at least are around the Miami Dolphins. This week, they are giving five and a half points to the Houston Texans. How do you break down this matchup just from an overall game perspective? Yeah, this is interesting because I know that the line initially was somewhere around six and a half or seven, and I guess they're determining that Tyrod Taylor is worth about a point or a point and a half. 
Um, I'm not a favorite better in general. And to be clear, even though I'm in South Florida, I've made it known that, you know, I am not a Dolphins homer or Dolphins fan, but I am all in on the fade Houston train, Ben, the rest of the season. They've looked completely overmatched against everybody. And I think Tyrod does bring a little bit of an extra element uh, that that Davis Mills does not. And, and clearly with his legs, I think that's important. And Tyrod played very well last year with the Chargers. He also played very well in the first game of the season with Houston. But, you know, as this line creeps down, it probably will a little bit more. My guess is game day you'll be able to get some four-and-a-halves or fives. I'm probably going to side with Miami here. They're definitely, to me, the, the better team of the two, and I think it's worth a touchdown or more. I'm going with the Texans, Craig. My favorite sign of the weekend, getting the five-and-a-half points. Oh. That Terod Taylor is now back in the fold. But, hey, it's okay. We can disagree. We will do that maybe a little bit more in our next segment. Stay with us here on the morning after on The Grid. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Football Friday on the morning after rolls on on the grid. Sirius XM channel 159 and all across the Sports Grid Network for our second straight segment. We are joined by Craig Mish from Fantasy Sports Today. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. So, Craig, we're going through the NFL week number nine Sunday slate. And obviously, the biggest news across the National Football League this week was surrounding Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers will not travel with the team to Arrowhead, to Kansas City. He is out for this game against the Chiefs after testing positive for COVID-19. We saw a drastic movement in the line. The Chiefs were a slight one-point favorite before the news about Aaron Rodgers being out for Sunday's contest. Now a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against Green Bay at home on Sunday. How do you make sense of that market movement? Are you working with the market or working against the market for Sunday between the Packers and the Chiefs? Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting week for a lot of the books because I, I would guess that the Chiefs are going to be part of like a massive Ben amount of teasers this week because of that half point. So like teasing them down to, you know, like a point or a half a point with another team that you really like this week. People doing round robin teasers, just kind of keeping Kansas City in their mix, I think is going to be probably the most popular pick of the week as far as that is concerned. Um, in some of the bigger contests, they've adjusted the line. So I'm seeing, I, I got seven in one spot, seven and a half in another. And, and I guess for me, being an underdog better, it's really hard. I've like talked about two games here where I like the favorites, but this is going to be the second one. I just don't trust Jordan Love at all. Um, th their offensive coordinator, we're going to play back some video coming up on my show in about an hour from now. Him talking about Jordan Love and the adjustments that he's made being part now more of the team. I guess he wasn't part of the team. But but I suppose in, in me watching those those interviews and, and being a reporter, Ben, and following us through the years, for me, I think it's a really good sign that that is the case. But it's also a really bad sign that, like, the indictment on him from last season, that he basically couldn't take mm -hmm. the field. So I, I'm, I'm expecting, no matter what they say, a massive downgrade in terms of game plan. 
And I do think that this is one of the games that the Chiefs are going to get right. I'm not buying in on them for the entire season. It's very obvious that Mahomes, for whatever reason, has decided to be, you know, take more chances with the football, which has led to more interceptions. But that happens. It happened to Brett Favre when he was with Green Bay, too. There were just some years where he threw 35 touchdowns and 28 interceptions. And I th- and he was the MVP and a, and a Hall of Famer Super Bowl champ. So um, probably not the best year for KC, but a good spot, I think, for them this week. I, I don't trust Love at all. And I think that Kansas City blows out Green Bay. Yeah, frankly, I think this is a gift for Kansas City that needs to keep stacking up the wins. Four and four straight up right now as the Chiefs certainly have their sights set not just on the AFC West Divisional Crown once again, but maybe just a playoff spot in the AFC. So four and four straight up this year for the Chiefs, but just two and six against the number. The second worst ATS record in the NFL, the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers, seven straight wins, seven straight covers. How will that look? with Jordan Love now under center for Green Bay on Sunday, making his first career NFL start in the friendly confines on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs inside Arrowhead Stadium. So, Craig, you mentioned you are an underdog better. We discussed this game a little bit earlier from a prop perspective. I love Alvin Kamara and what he might do in his total yards from scrimmage, rushing plus receiving yards against the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. But the Falcons now are getting six and a half on the road in New Orleans. Are you looking at this underdog as one of your plays for the weekend? I think this is a terrible spot for New Orleans. And for me, Ben, what I always look at again, going back to the week before, who had the biggest win in the NFL last week? I mean, certainly that game between Indianapolis and Tennessee was great. It came right down to the end. It was probably the most exciting game. But I would say the Saints probably pulled off the biggest win of their season by beating Tampa Bay. It's the second year in a row that the Saints have looked great against the Buccaneers. If you remember last year, during both regular season meetings, they beat them twice. Regular season meeting again, they beat them again. I don't take this as any indication as how good the Saints are. It just seems as though Sean Payton has the Tom Brady kryptonite at this point, during the regular season at the very least. Uh, I don't have the Saints better than seven points over basically almost any team in the NFL, maybe Jacksonville, Detroit, maybe Houston. But Atlanta is a pretty decent team. I know they lost last week, but they played well defensively. I expect this to be a close game against New Orleans, just like the game they played last week against Carolina. The Saints offense in general is not one that's going to put 25 or 30 on the board. Last week they had a defensive touchdown. Let's also not forget that also. So uh, I'm going to back the underdog here. And, you know, Calvin Ridley or not, I think they have enough offense to keep the game close. Koo, their kicker in general, has made some pretty big kicks for them. So I expect a low-scoring, grinded-out type game, tie game, maybe a team up by a point or two with two minutes to go. Field goal wins it. So I'm going to take the points here in Atlanta. Craig, another game we discussed for my triple option from a total perspective was the low number we have for the Carolina Panthers and the New England Patriots. That over-under right now is at 41. Are you tempted by a side in this game, though, between the Patriots and the Panthers? This is hard to call. Did, did we get any, Ben, is there any further indication on Darnold playing in this game or not? I've been off the last couple of days, so have they determined right, that was, yet? I was looking for reports out of what Matt Rule might have been saying in Carolina. I didn't really see anything confirming or denying that Sam Darnold will be playing this Sunday. Obviously, okay. there is speculation that Christian McCaffrey is making his return, but I didn't find anything concrete about uh, Sam Darnold. Okay, well, I mean, I watched Joe Brady's press conference. The offensive coordinators always speak one day a week. I watched 10 minutes of him, just more for McCaffrey. 
than I did for anything else. It looks like McCaffrey at the very most is going to, you know, get 20 or 30 snaps this week. It seems like he's still limited and they don't even know, uh, you know, what the story is with him. Uh, but, but again, Ben, when you're, when you're betting a game like this, this is a Sunday, you know, 12 PM bet for me because uh, you know, I, I know Walker came in last week and, and played okay, but you know, that that's a completely different type of player that a defense now has to chase around on the field. And we've seen this so many times in the NFL, whether it was Vince Young or whether it was Michael Vick, who, who didn't, who they didn't pass very much in their first two games in the NFL, but they ran around a lot and it was really hard to stop them. And then things sort of evened out, you know, Vince Young became nothing. Michael Vick became, you know, fantastic in terms of a player. So uh, I got to know who's going to start in the game this week. I know Belichick is really good at game planning against, uh, you know, quarterbacks. And it, and it simply may not matter if it's Darnold or his backup. Um, I lean a little toward New England here, but it's not a game that I really love a lot in terms of the total. I think that you're spot on. It could be an under type game. Let's also the Patriots got in the end zone on defense last week too. So um, you know, understanding this is probably one of the lowest totals you're going to see in the NFL. Anytime you get around 41, 40, they do tend to go over. feels like more than under. Usually I'm targeting 43s and 44s, but I'll lean New England here and I'll lean a little under with you here on the 41. Yeah, the second lowest total of the weekend, the only one lower Monday night between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chicago Bears. A very hefty spread, Craig, this weekend in Jacksonville. The Buffalo Bills laying 14 and a half on the road against the Jags, fresh off a bye. You are an underdog better as you proclaim. Are you a brave enough underdog better to back the Jacksonville Jaguars taking 14 and a half points against the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, I mean, I, I probably would consider it. I, I, I think that the entire season, maybe, uh, you know, lay, laying big points, maybe I've done it once or twice. Last week was a good spot. I mean, I, again, fading Houston is, you know, to me, just, you know, something that should be done at this point. Uh, you know, some people have Jacksonville in that same category, but I, I think the only difference with this team is that, you know, Lawrence finds one of his receivers a couple times a game on deep passes. It gets them involved. Why Buffalo had such a hard time in that first half against Miami is a little bit perplexing to me. I'm not really sure why that happened. Um, you know, Jacksonville's spot, I guess you could look at last week or the week before, doesn't really change much for them. Uh, you know, the, the end game scenario where Urban Meyer didn't go for two points and then had an onside kick that definitely skewed the final score at the end of the game. Uh, I would not lay 14 and a half uh, with with Buffalo against Jacksonville. I've got Jacksonville better than Houston, uh, probably by a couple of points. So, Ben, another pass for me here, sadly. Despite the fact that the Jags are just two and five against the spread, one and six straight up, this is the first time they will be a double digit underdog all year they are not covering by 7.4 points per game on average that is not great the buffalo bills meanwhile four two and one against the spread depending on where you got the number last week against the miami dolphins which might be the push they could be five and two against the number they are covering by an average margin of 9.4 points per game the highest cover margin in the nfl so craig each and every day on fantasy sports today you davis maddock the whole crew goes through a couple of waiver wire targets people to know in the fantasy world which we correlate to the prop market for any bets we want to play on an nfl sunday which player should we target this week entering week number nine well you have to wait and see if he's if, if clyde edwards elair is active against green bay so i want to make sure that that definitely is stated but the kid, Derek Gore, who played for Kansas City last week, definitely showed maybe more burst 
than Edwards Elair has has in Kansas City. Now, again, he's going to split carries no matter what. The other name there is obviously Daryl Williams. But if you're playing into a narrative and you're playing into a point spread and a total where you're seeing Kansas City's team total is pretty high, you're seeing a team that's favored by more than seven points, and with certainly a huge wild card there, Ben, like, like you could see Kansas City winning by 40, you could maybe see Green Bay winning the game. We just don't know who Jordan Love is at this point. I am on the side of thinking that Love cannot play and that Kansas City is going to give him a really hard time. So what does that mean? You look toward last week, a team like Philadelphia, who doesn't run the ball all that much. What happened in the scenario against Detroit? They go up big. They're running for the entire game, something they haven't done the entire season. I think this is Kansas City's turn to just run the ball the entire game after going up like 14 nothing or 17-3, to something like that. That means a lot of rushes. It means a lot of overs for their running backs. And Williams is more the goal line back. But, boy, this kid Gore looked awfully fry last week. So uh, he is someone that I think should be targeted in fantasy just to see if he can get himself 15 carries, 70 yards, and a touchdown. So I would be going over on the running game props with Gore and uh, with the expectation that Casey is able to run the ball against Green Bay. Yeah, CEH, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, they were saying throughout the week that he was progressing in a good way, but I'm not sure as of yet they have activated him off the injured reserve list, which makes it a little bit more difficult for him to get ready to go in any impactful way on Sunday. You might be able to get a lower number on Derek Gore too and then take advantage of hitting the over. Craig, you were the first per- person to point out to me this year, Debo Samuel and how good he is for that 49ers offense. A huge game for them against the Cardinals this week in that late afternoon window on Sunday. Also on Sunday night football, the Rams and the Titans. The Titans right now have a bottom 10 passing defense. What does that mean? I think Cooper Cup's almost an automatic play in the prop market. What do you make of those two receivers in the NFC West? Only about 45 seconds left. Yeah, I mean, look, I think Debo Samuel's 100% healthy. He's the most targeted receiver in the NFL, so easy over there. I I do think you have to be careful at some point, Ben, with Cooper Cup. I mean, I suppose you let the trend be your friend, just keep betting overs on Cup. But, I mean, can can he have a 2,200-yard receiving season? I mean, I I suppose it's possible. Uh, But, listen, everything that you're pointing out does point toward both receivers having big games. Yeah, an automatic play, be careful. He got to 96 and a half in his receiving yards prop last week, and I still took the over, and it hit because Cooper Cup has been that good. Craig Mish, you can catch him coming up a little bit later this afternoon right here on the grid, noon Eastern time on Fantasy Sports Today. Craig, thanks so much for joining us on this Football Friday here on the morning after. As we roll on throughout this football Friday of the morning after, we got to hear from you. It's Fade the Public time coming up next on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Rounding out our first hour together here on the morning after on Sports Grid on a football Friday. You are listening on Sirius XM channel 159 and watching all across the Sports Grid network. 
I'm Ben Stevens. Before we say goodbye in this first hour, do not fear. Still two more hours bringing you up until noon Eastern time on this football Friday. We need to get your voice involved. Your voice, the public voice. Let's fade the public. And I am, in fact, going to fade the public. But here was the question that we asked to you, the public. Which big favorite this weekend has the best chance of covering a lofty spread? The Buffalo Bills, who are favored by the largest margin, 14 and a half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Dallas Cowboys at home, favored by nine and a half against the Denver Broncos. The Chiefs now laying seven and a half at home against the Green Bay Packers. And the LA Rams laying seven at home on Sunday Night Football against the Tennessee Titans. Buffalo on the road in Jacksonville and the public thinking that Buffalo has the best chance to cover a more than two touchdown spread against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, Buffalo this year, 4-2-1 ATS, covering by an average margin of 9.4 points per game. That would lead us to believe a cover is possible even at 14.5. But I already said, I'm fading the public. I think the team that has the best chance the Dallas Cowboys, the lone remaining unbeaten team ATS this year. This will be the biggest spread in Dallas's favor so far this season. The previous one being seven and a half against the Giants about a month ago. Dallas won and easily covered that game. I don't love what I'm seeing out of the Denver Broncos. I think the Cowboys, although it's up there at nine and a half and I think could be steamed even past 10, has a good chance of covering at home against the Denver Broncos on Sunday I thought the public answer was going to be Kansas City laying seven and a half now without Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers but you always surprise me public going with Buffalo because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills coming up next it's hour number two of the morning after on this football Friday a college football hour with Joe Lisi stay with us here on the grid Sirius XM channel 159.